1: I disagree on that. That's not possible.
0: (laughs) We're getting the band back together. We're on ambition. Yeah. Now we've we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself, Pete, here, and got with us uh, two people to uh, talk about the natives of Malifaux. That's right. We're not talking about Bayou this week. I'm sorry to all my Bayou boys. But and girls. But uh we're talking about the natives. We got the I don't even want to say their name. I don't even want to say it. We're talking about the natives Malpho. That's all I'm gonna say until we get into it. (laughs) (laughs) The Neverborn. Uh which of course we're talking Neverborn. Uh we got James on here because everybody knows he's a lover of the Neverborn. James, how you doing?
1: Doing pretty good, living that purple life.
0: Yeah, how's everything going up in the uh old Michigander?
1: pretty good it's getting pretty icy so I have been good busting time to, out your to keep it keep it real you know
0: <laughs> and then of course uh, apparently Jim I didn't know that you love you some Nephilim I so sure you're on here to share your love uh are you just how because you you're kind of like me sometimes mm-hmm. you just bounce from uh from place mm-hmm. to place f- faction to faction um how, how long have you been uh secretly or uh or just out with the Neverborn. How long have you been playing that Nephilim and all that nonsense?
2: Just the summer, you know, getting ready for Nova. I was, we had a local event. It was a small event and our locals like to do a, a separate prize for painting. And I had a paint scheme for Nephilim in mind. And I said, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to use this to motivate hobby. And then, found out that they're actually fun to play.
0: Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but tournaments are like my motivation for getting stuff painted and on the table. Mm -hmm. Like if there's a tournament I'm going to, I'm like, I gotta get at least a list painted because, you know, I don't wanna wanna see gray on the table while I'm playing. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Which can be bad because back in the day, I had to paint up about 200 Skaven for a tournament and i only had like x amount of weeks to do it so literally the day before i was still cranking out washes and stuff and it was Mm -hmm. it was pretty dicey but we got it done it's like they're rats nobody cares what they look like (laughs) yeah
2: that is a lot of rats good gravy
0: it is it was back when you could run like the big 40 blocks 10 wide it was deep (laughs) yeah it was rough glad i don't have to do that's why i try to stay away from horde factions if i can but something about those horde factions they do tempt me i don't know what it is that's why uh dead man walking with all those rats that's kind of tempting for me too oh man and that's a problem i got talking with somebody on i think it was on our discord um it was a newer player and they were talking about outcasts and how they were interested in dead man walking and i was like i kind of want to put that back on the table now (laughs) that that title it seemed real crappy when it came out, but it was a lot of fun, and we did a good uh, episode on that one. So, I w- I'm very happy to have that for people to enjoy when they look at possibly running Parker. Uh, before we get into Neverborn, though, make sure that you guys are checking us out. Uh, if you're a patron and you support us at patreon.com slash uh, you support us for a little as a dollar, and you can watch us live record the show. You can listen to us talk before, we talk a little bit after, uh, you get to see it before everybody else uh, that also allows us to take clips from this. I think I finally decided that I'm not going to put the whole episodes on YouTube, but instead I'm going to take kind of my favorite clips out of each episode and do it. Plus, that's more realistic uh, with all the editing and crap I got to do anyways. Uh, but if you if you checked out that first clip that I put out last week with uh, with the British guys going off, it was pretty funny. It, it was, good was for beautiful, <laughs> oh, man. Courtney just he he was going into that round seven thinking he had a fun game and then Chris mm-hmm. just pow right in the mouth he <laughs> looks him in the face it was beautiful I I have never recorded an episode where I laughed so much it hurt behind my ears I was <laughs> laughing that much while we were recording that that part of it uh bless him um, but yeah we have the discord for Quit Wire you can check out we got Twitter Uh, Not so much with the Instagram. Uh, I've been a little cold on that lately. So if you want to check out stuff we're posting on social media, it's mostly on Twitter and our personal Discord. And uh, yeah, let's get into this thing. So generally when people think Neverborn, they think monsters, which I think is pretty appropriate. I think both of you would agree, which I really think is what drives people to that faction. They're just they think of, you know, Lord Chompy Bits. You think of you know, the Chimera keyword, you think of obviously Nakima's keyword, you got Savage, you have all these huge monsters and they're really gorgeous models. So you have this Nephilim kind of huge bat wings, flying demon looking things. And generally when you see and think of those monsters, you think they're going to rip your face off. And that's definitely Nephilim. They're definitely a crew that is really fast, really mobile and hits like a truck. Um, so I, I think we'll generally just kind of start off with, you know, what you like about the keyword generally, and then we'll kind of go more specific into the master, but James, what kind of really draws you to Nakima? I know you play a lot of Neverborn, but what makes you really like reaching for Nakima?
1: Nakima has a unique talent for dealing with particular crews, uh, especially certain crews are very hard for Neverborn to kill and uh deal with attrition wise and nephilim certainly are good at alphaing somebody and just murdering them right off the bat but now with broodmother we also can kind of grind them down with black blood and uh you don't have to necessarily hit somebody to do a damage to them uh so that's really changed
0: james that uh is one of the things that's kind of harder for neverborn to deal with a lot of range lists is that what you would say is kind of hard for neverborn to deal with
1: yeah 100 percent. we don't really have anything we have a little bit of armor and titania but that's pretty much it we have to rely on the on the board to protect us
0: <laughs> so the nephilim are like hey there's a boomstick over there let's kill that real quick and then go to the next thing
1: uh yeah you can definitely lose to big blasts early game.
0: What about you, Jim? What do you love about the Nephilim in, uh, in the old Neverborn? It's all about that speed. You know, we, we've we both played Zip,
2: and Zip is incredibly fast. Yep. But imagine if your entire crew was as fast as your Iron Skeeters, but, yeah. hit, but hit like Mantua Roja. That's kind of how it feels playing Nephilim.
0: It really does, because it feels like, you know, once you, especially those matures, because everything pretty much has fly all, at least all the important like beaters Mm -hmm. have fly with me, except for Nakima herself. So not only are you able to reposition yourself, which I don't know about you guys, but I like fly with me a lot better than ride with me just because it's a place instead of that push. So it allows for a little more mobility. Maybe you can hop in some trees. Maybe you can hop over walls, get behind models. So I do like fly with me a lot. The only time I've seen trouble with that is with tech pieces like uh, that have gravity well. That's the only Mm -hmm. time I've seen it as a negative. But most of the time, I love that. Fly with me to get the place. You get to place a smaller thing with you, and then you just fly in and smack something.
2: Yeah, the one one thing to remember is you can't fly with me while engaged, which is the one real restriction. But Nephilim has so many ways to push people out of engagement that like they're uniquely suited to say, nah, it's not actually a drawback.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Most of the time you want your Nephilim in it anyway. So Mm -hmm. if if you're kind of engaged, that's kind of where you want to be. Well, cool. I I definitely, I've played Nakima a fair amount and I've played against her title a handful of times. So, And obviously playing uh, Outcast, I have played Barbaros actually. I probably Mm -hmm. played about, I don't know, probably about eight games of Barbaros now um so I do love Nephilim a lot they have I think Nephilim especially with this new title is a beautiful keyword for a new player to get into Mm -hmm. I think that you can be super just aggro go punch with it or you can be a little more cute with you know your scheming maybe you can do some of this flank movements um with the title it allows you to kind of just recur your your flying Nephilim so I think that now, especially with the title and some of these new models that I'm excited to hear you guys kind of talk about, because I haven't even processed those yet, but just hearing kind of the ceiling of it, because I think this one has a real low floor for new players, but has a huge ceiling that you can kind of grow into. So let's spend X amount of minutes here talking about Nikema 1. I think most, like I was telling you before the show, I think most of this time will be well spent playing Nikema 2 or talking about Nikema 2 but the original i think she probably still has some drops where it's like yeah let me just slam this down and kill what you love and you know here here the the lamentations of the women i mean what do you guys think about nakima one still
2: yeah i i think she, in the context of gaining grounds 3 i i would take her into cursed objects over brood mother most okay. of the time just because when you summon a tot with brood mother Tots are pretty squishy. Yeah, they so are. They're kind of giving an, a free point to your opponent if you summon them in-the-mix-of-it. And since you want to be in-the-mix-of-it, it's kind of hard not to do that. And Classic Nakima is really good in Cursed Objects because she's really good at just taking pieces off the board.
0: Yeah, and I think something we alluded to, just, and, and I know we haven't mentioned it yet, but it's going to be kind of uh, brought throughout the episode... Black blood is probably one of the big things when you know, you're going to play against this crew and then also regen. Mm -hmm. So most of these models can heal when they activate and when they take damage from what is it, an attack or trigger or an action Mm -hmm. or trigger. Mm -hmm. um, They're going to then pulse out one inches from themselves and anything within that one inch is going to take a point of damage if they don't have black blood on their card. So it really benefits them to kind of come in, you know, pound something. They're going to heal at the beginning. And then all of a sudden, every time you want to hit them, they're just going to boom, damage, boom, damage, boom, damage. And it really does add up if you're a good player where you can put your Nephilim in a situation like that. Um, She's also just kind of a charging beating machine. So, I mean, James, is this the kind of model you like to slam down when you like to get your frustration out and just be like, I want to kill whatever you love? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, her crew is great at going in and murdering things. Unfortunately, I play against a lot of Rezzer players, and they have a lot of uh, annoying BS that us pointy yeah, horn players don't yeah, have the tech to beat. So it can be rough, but uh, yeah, she's very fun, very unforgiving. I think, though.
0: And, yes, I, I have played game. I've played games where I was using Nakima, and I charge in something. And it's kind of like you know, Talladega nights where you know the car kind of starts flipping and it's like up, oh, I'm in trouble. And you know, <laughs> then the team dies. And it's not, I didn't get anything beneficial out of it. But the reason why it's so tempting is because she has a two-inch reach melee. Not only is she fast, flying, move six, um, she can charge more than once per turn. She has a stat seven sword, and it's a three, five, six damage. And on top of that, she has shove aside. Uh, meat for the young, I guess, might have some cute situations, but I'd say most of the time you're looking for the mask for the shove-aside to get more swings on different things. 100%. Yeah. One. Taking four swings with the best melee attack
2: probably in the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great way to spend a master activation. And she wears the Inhuman Reflexes upgrade really well. What does that give her? Um, is, I think that gives her Blade Rush which allows her to charge through something and do a damage and she damage. charges through it and lets her have scamper. Oof. So um, as a, as a ma aficionado, I think you understand what a two oh. inch scamper model would love.
0: Yeah. There's nothing worse than it's like, Oh cool. I'm going to swing on Nakima. I got to cheat to hit her. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. You're going to do a damage and you're going to take some damage. And then I'm going to go ahead and move outside of your one inch reach. And now I'm still engaging you. And
2: if they cheat, not only are you scampering, but she has a built-in defense trigger called Spite where you get to draw a card if they cheat. So, you know, um, adds insult to injury.
0: Yeah. That kind of sucks. Makes you really not want to cheat against this, uh, model. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yep. Okay. Have you guys ever been tempted to put ill omens on her just so you don't get a black joker on one of these swings? No, you'd rather have the other one.
2: Uh, uh yeah, uh, I mean, you're taking so many swings with her. If you black joker, you black joker, but you've got probably three more swings out of her. And I find that the, when I do Nekima one, I'm taking two matures historically. Now I might take two cavern Nephilim, okay. but two minions and getting two extra cards drawn a turn helps fuel those big damage hits.
0: And this is definitely one of those models that benefits a ton from, um, getting focus on her, because if you can get to a situation where you're on a straight flip or a positive flip and you can cheat in your severe damage on a lot of models, that just one shots them. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And James, I don't know about you, but I always snap higher a black blood shaman for that focus.
1: Yeah, they're, they're really good at it. Uh, and their new version makes it a little more streamlined for some things, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I think they changed that with, what, Ancient Ritual? They made an ability to be able to put a focus on a model now?
2: It, or is it's, it anybody
0: within two? It's a,
2: it's a focus pulse still.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, but you get to give a grow token to a size one Nephilim. So it they play even better with, with Broodmother now because yes. mother's all about that growth cycle and these guys really jack it up.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I'm i I'm super happy that they did that because I had never seen the tater tots brought before. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're actually pretty cute little models
1: mm-hmm.
0: just because they look like little, you know, demonic babies crawling around because they don't even have wings yet. Um, so I'm glad that they actually did something to make the grow mechanic more viable and it's more interesting when you we look at her title I think we'll get a lot of um interesting comments out, or discussion out of that. Mm-hmm. Um so you guys didn't mind the errata changes to the black blood shaman you thought it was okay?
1: Yeah, it's it's okay. Neverborn's not allowed to have the nice things, but you know. <laughs>
0: Listen, they changed a the whole rule for Neverborn, so I don't want to hear it. They they made it where it's like, okay, you can, you know, slam these terrain pieces. That way, you know, you just can't do anything. It's, it, You mm-hmm. know, they try to help them out. It's true. Yeah, I agree. Some of their tech picks are pretty weak, though.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I like it because it needed to happen. People yeah. were hiring black Shaman into pretty much any crew that they could. It's true. Because they were just turning into matures, pulsing focus out everywhere. And that kind of restricts where the game can go if everyone's building the same list.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I think also I'm more of a fan of building a model out to support its actual keyword. Mm -hmm. Um, It's okay if maybe it flexes here and there. But if it's not a verse, if it's not a versatile model, I would rather just do something for the keyword specific. Yeah. So I don't mind slapping on the you know Nephilim-only Nephilim tag on a lot of these abilities because, I mean, that, that kind of cuts down the abuse that you, you were just talking about there, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Dixon told me about that. He's like, oh, yeah, I used to just have a list. You know, I was playing maybe, like, random X pandora list, but I just put a Black Blood Shaman in there because I wanted a random Nephilim or mature Nephilim flying around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, that sounds yeah. stupid.
1: It was kind of the objective best choice like take it in every and never born list no matter what so that makes sense Mm -hmm.
0: good yeah and weird's been notorious for anytime there's something like that where they're like hey I can bring this in like anything they usually address that because I mean there's so much there's so many different avenues you can approach in a Malifaux crew building that if something is so good that you bring it all the time that that probably warrants being looked at and that's what worries me honestly about Bo Peep I'm afraid Bo Peep's gonna get touched (laughs) because she's so good it goes in all my value lists Mm -hmm. except except for zip I don't bring her with zip Mm -hmm. not warranted (laughs) okay so she's a beater she's gonna kill stuff I assume usually when you bring Nakima one you're probably bringing what a couple matures with you the Mm -hmm. black blood shaman I mean anything else in a Nakima one list where you're like oh yeah I usually bring this too because it's helpful
1: probably Hayridden the mm-hmm. henchman is worth mentioning uh because he yeah. has the
0: I'm sure people who just talk in these you know social media or these different groups play groups there's a term that goes around what is it called like the the Hayridden bomb is that what it's called and there's some kind of thing where Hayridden can just put out a crap ton of damage on you if you're not Ready for it?
1: I've oh, heard yeah. it called the splat bat. Okay,
0: <laughs> you, what, yeah, splat you guys want to kind of you guys kind of want to talk us through that real quick on how the henchman just can do a bunch of damage in certain situations.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, how the the key to it really is his combat staff is you know stat six one inch range two three four is pretty mediocre, but sure. he has necrotic decay on it. Uh, so he can suffer up to two damage with a crow to add two damage, and when he damages himself, he also blackbloods. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, from a, goes from two, three, four to really five, six, seven, including the black blood. Uh, seems seems pretty good. And the black blood happens after, so if he's going after a schemer, he can put up his bonus. So when he kills you with black blood, he summons a terratot.
0: That's cute. That seems obviously pretty good with the title as we're going to find out with all the growth stuff. But yeah, that, that, uh, if you have the, well, I mean, he's a henchman, so you could stone for it even. I mean, just get a, get a crow and just smack the crap out of people.
2: Yeah. And with flight and move six, you know, something within seven, you go, you have the focus from the blackbird shaman. So you're looking at four, five, six, seven min damage that you're
0: doing with one hit. Yeah, and I uh, think it's important, I think, with this model specifically, he is one of those size two models. So this is probably gonna be one of your, you know, fly with me targets for one of your matures, just to move him further up in a position to get ready to beat on something. mm
1: -hmm. Yep, absolutely.
0: Okay, well, that's definitely glad uh, somebody walked me through that trick because I'd be one of those idiots that all of a sudden this dude's up there just one shot in my poor little minions or my poor little pigs or something. <laughs> yeah, he's a good
2: one if Vendetta's in the pool and you're bringing something like that he could Vendetta against. Yeah, he's a good one to look out for because that, um, that slap bat is that's usually enough to take anything even at the nine ten stone mark down to below half wounds in a single. Get your hit.
0: first point, yeah.
2: Get your first point and then you know he's more than just that he's got um, a ranged attack he's got a shotgun um he's got this black blood pustule that the black blood shamans have so he can get more aoe damage out of him
0: yeah that's really interesting because if you and i've seen it right i think you guys both have seen it as well there's some situations where you're like holy crap I have five enemy models around my Mature Nephilim. Let me go ahead and Black Blood Pustule and just splash it out, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and he has yeah. Swift Action as well, which he can Stone for. So I've done it before where I did four damage to a Mature and I killed two Ashigaru and summoned two teratons with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome.
1: I'm sure that
0: yeah, I was gonna say, I'm sure that makes your opponent feel real nice when that happens.
1: Oh yeah.
2: I mean, they're Ashigaru. That me
0: they're resurrectionists. They're, you're allowed to do that to them. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> do you got, so I imagine this that black so these attacks are all good, but I imagine the black blood specifically, and this might be why Harin's really good, is if you're going against armor or hard to kill stuff, this is probably good to get that last point to kind of just knock something down, right?
1: Yeah. And Nikema one and Hayredden both have a bonus that can just do a damage to themselves. Oh, that's beautiful. To finish somebody off, so that can be super clutch.
0: If you, if you just want to kill stuff, Nekima1's uh, definitely the way to go. But let's go ahead and look at the title because I think the title's really interesting. This actually, and and this, I think this is a great example of how a title makes a keyword very playable to solo, like in an event. Like, you could easily just play um, Nephilim in a tournament, and you could play the Beat Stick, or you could play the Broodmother, and I think you could very easily win games with both. So, Jim, why don't you start us off? What is something that kind of sticks out on the Broodmother card that, I mean, she has kind of this giant sword, but I don't know about you, but I haven't seen her doing a ton of melee, so. What, what really sticks out on her card for you? So, I'm actually going to
2: start on the front of her card. Okay. I, um, James, you talked about Cruel Teachings at the start of this, which is when a friendly Nephilim with an Aura 12, which is a large part of the board. It's pretty much the entire board. Yeah, and
0: she's on a 50.
2: Yeah. On a 50. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a huge area. If they fail something... I'm sorry, if they fail a duel during their activation, it's a one da- they they proc black blood. So if you're dealing with armor and you're dealing with that trying to get that last hit, you can just do an action. And you don't care if you you succeed or fail. You just you're guaranteed reliable damage.
0: Yeah, and I for I think I was playing Hamlin when this was being played and Nyx just evaporated because of that rule, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like cool you know you you failed and you know you take that last point of damage and you know being a ghost doesn't matter and yeah we're going to talk about this card a lot but there's a lot of things like that where you can kind of just see models evaporate just very quickly Mm -hmm. maybe not one-shotted but there's a lot going on that kind of just pulses everything down so to that point i did a
2: game where i was i was playing as yoko Cause I was trying out Yoko too, with the shoujo to do the pass token stuff. Sure. And I was, you know, cause I'm a horrible person. Yeah. And like it. I put up the boring conversation aura, which is <laughs> when you try and take an action to do a simple duel, if you fail, it doesn't go off.
0: So you're really just punishing yourself there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, I, my <laughs> opponent was just like, okay, I just shove Nephilim at her and I'll just choose to, I'll just fail the actions or I'll hit you. And either way you take damage and you die. Yep. And I said, well, fair, fair
0: cool, enough.
1: Cool story, bro. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's not once per activation. So, I mean, you could do that for all three of your actions.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is it's nice.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> it's nice to have something like that where it's like, especially you got to think of, because everybody loves to think of the high end, like, oh man, I can do like six damage if this goes off and that goes off. But you also have to think about there are situations where you have crap in your hand and you mm-hmm. still need to figure out how to win the game. This Cruel Teachings is a kind of beautiful little thing where it's like, you know, I kind of don't have anything. But even if I fail, I could probably do three damage here. Mm-hmm. Hey, that can kill that totem. Let's go get it. Ah. And, you know, speaking of having a
2: crap hand, James, do you want to talk talk to us about Bloody Banner at all?
0: I don't <laughs> want you guys to talk about this. This is bad. <laughs> this is... I wanted to, The first time this happened to me, I
1: wanted to throw up. <laughs> it's it can be pretty bonkers well, So you
0: guys are talking about the blood has been spilled action on on the back of the card now so james yeah <laughs> walk us through this because it's pretty ridiculous
1: the problem before with the grow mechanic is you couldn't get corpses out very very reliably and enough of them yeah. so now you can just do an action uh and for a five you print a corpse within 12 of her uh, ...that also yep. happens to be a Shockwave... ...that uh, you don't really care about the damage... ...as much, most of the time, but...
0: It's it's nice if it happens, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, new Brood... ...is the Ram Trigger to summon a Terratot. You know? That is That's really cute. nice. Perfect, but yeah, I'm great. <laughs> bloody Banner. Who
2: doesn't like throwing babies? Uh,
1: basically... ...for every friendly Nephilim... ...within the Shockwave range you get to draw a card and discard a card, which is going to be your whole crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, and this, you only need a five for this to go off for some stupid reason. So you just got to draw and you're like, oh man, this is a crap hand. But immediately playing Broodmother, you're like, all right, do I have a mask in here? And you're like, cool, I got a six masks. I can just cycle my whole freaking hand.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you dumped a bunch of weeks, so your deck is even hotter usually.
0: <laughs> yeah. Card filtering, I feel like is really undervalued, but I think anybody that has played a crew like Zip or a similar crew where it's like, you know, you draw one, discard one, it's so good because there's so many times you can be like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, for Zip, I'm gonna cheat in this one, cool, it doesn't go off, but now I can draw a card at the end of my activation. This is just dump as many cards as you want. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Pretty much, yeah.
0: Okay, so I imagine you're doing that at least once per turn if you get a bad draw maybe you do it again right but probably don't need to so you're doing that once so what mm-hmm. else are you doing with brood mother besides filtering your
1: hand i, I did mention the terror tot summoning you can sure. summon a tot within 12 which is which you can put it right next to somebody uh, and engage them which can shut down scoring it can yep. uh oh yeah especially
0: in this uh gaining rounds for sure
1: and you can set him up to do cruel teachings so if you drop him in just the right spot he can go fail a couple actions and pulse damage yep. so I think that's really good I think the other best thing she does is only the strong survive which is just one of those abilities that doesn't seem fair the first time you see it
0: oh you mean just everybody every Nephilim healing too that, that sounds mm-hmm. not fair for a four yeah It's pretty good. Well, not only that, Mm -hmm. but the triggers are pretty good for that because you can move up to three and then you can also, what's the other one? Um, Friendly Nephilim with range can gain a grow token. So it's like, okay, you can either, you know, pulse out, heal two. Okay, now your tots or your young get a grow token. Mm -hmm. Or you can just move everybody three. It's like, that's all gravy.
2: Yeah. And it's important to, sh- to point out that's the only way in the keyword to give a grow token to a size two Nephilim that isn't its own effect giving it to itself.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
2: All the other, uh, the only other one, the ancient ritual has to be to a tot. Gotcha. So if you want to turn a, a size two into a size three Nephilim, you have to use this effect. Um,
0: Nat- Fast track it mean- rather. Doesn't the, uh, doesn't the young Nephilim have a rule on it where it's like if it kills something, it gets a grow token or something like that?
2: Yeah, so Relish yeah. and Blood is the ability that deals with grow tokens. And yes, if they kill something that's more expensive than them, they get a grow token. And young are really good at that because they have a really good attack for their cost. But if you want to do a turn one fast track a nephilim up the board or up the chain this is a good way to do that
0: okay yeah it's like oh look there was a there was a young nephilim over here oh no it turned into a mature mm-hmm. seems good and
2: <laughs> add, to add on what you were saying james with summoning a tot engaging something uh you were uh, and pete this ties back to what you were asking about her sword her vital strike is something I actually like to switch into about mid game. Okay. Because yeah. the bat- the battle rush trigger is effectively a reliable way to uh, irresisted movement on an opponent's model. So you summon a tot next to somebody, you stab either your uh, the tot or the enemy. Battle rush is choose a model damaged by this action or the black blood ability of a model damaged by this action and move the chosen model up to three so throw a tot charge the tot cheat a, a one of crows bleed onto the guy next to the guard the stash marker go three inches away you don't score guard the stash
0: yeah so and honestly if you can as a player when you start lining it up things and I was talking a few episodes ago when I was talking about ix 2, Mm -hmm. we and jim you were on that episode we were talking about all the you know irresistible sorry the just auto damage that kind of comes through with some of the abilities and when you can get in your crew a situation where it's like that model's almost dead or in this case that model's gonna score this is a great thing to be like oh i can just go ahead and move it i don't even need to worry about flips for this so yeah that's great
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, what
0: about her uh, What about her bonus action, Dark Bargain? You guys get much out of that. I mean, you only need a three for it to go off.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely very good. Uh, and it has a built-in trigger to do it even if they're engaged. So that's very nice. I'll do it a lot of turns just to try and fish for the reposition trigger to get a free move because you don't want her walking that sure. much.
0: Yeah, I mean, this yeah. would be a good one, you know, even late turn or something just to be like... Cool. I'm going to go ahead and drop my claim jump here just by doing that. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, lots of situations where a scheme marker or interacting to push the, uh, carve the path marker. That's another good mm-hmm. one. Right. Mm-hmm. So lots of good opportunities to use this interactability.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's a action that does a point of damage. So if you need to black blood, something, you just start bargaining the, the model and Hey, it's more black.
0: blood i was just gonna say this is an action so you know it's like oh i damaged myself oh crap black blood
2: Mm -hmm.
0: i can really see how this keyword in general has a lot of abilities to ping stuff which Mm -hmm. if you've played malifo enough you know there's plenty of situations where you like almost kill something and it's nice to have that bag of tricks just to be like cool it's at one point let me get rid of it diving a little bit
2: into hiring models that you might hire with Mother. on all these ping damage effects noxious nephilim has an ability memories of blood when it suffers damage from an action or trigger you get to cycle a card basically so when you're looking at all these not only are you enabling black blood but you're enabling card filtering on top of bloody banner you can draw like 12 cards a turn with broodmother it's ridiculous
0: Yeah, and I think the card cycling, because let's be honest, before these kind of models, um, you would go in with all your, you know, big flying beat sticks. And if you had the hand, you know, you usually could kill something. If you're kind of hoping for high cards off the flips, you know, it might not work out well. Also, maybe you'd get a black joker in there. So the noxious nephilim and the broodmother have really kind of made the keyword not only scary, but it's made it more consistent right because mm-hmm. you're filtering cards and because of the brood mother and now kind of being centered around the grow mechanic yeah you kill this mature nephilim but okay here's a new one you know it's mm-hmm. like it it's it's really easy to grow up into these uh bigger bigger uh bigger flying daemons so I've seen games where I've played against this brood mother where you throw a mature like a a mature Nephilim gets thrown up real quick into the fight and you know the opposing player then kind of starts punching mature it's doing damage with black blood um the mature Nephilim dies as it does and but by the end of that the models that were killing it maybe some squishy models are dead maybe some henchmen are now like half-life and you're like okay at least I got this mature out of the way but then almost immediately with the brood mother, it's like, cool, I'm going to grow up this todd into a young and then into a mature. And then here's a new model.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Throw so, it back into it. Right.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And you're, and you're moving up
2: while you're doing this. Mm-hmm. So unlike, like when we were talking, not to keep going back to the Ulex, but with Ulex, like the sow makes a piglet and it might be stuck in your backfield and you need to herd them to push it up the board. Yeah. Nephilim are fast enough and you're summoning them up the board. So you can go straight in from growing and hitting something that turn. You don't have to spend a turn catching up, so to speak.
0: Okay. So what does the list for the brood mother usually look like? Like what kind of models are you bringing when you're hiring? Do you guys automatically hire two matures? Um, do you bring two matures? And you know, the noxious, like, what are you bringing when you're building this crew?
1: Well, I guess, to start i'll just say there's probably about a hundred different ways to build a broodmother crew because sure. mm-hmm. she has a lot of different models you have to think about what you want to summon in and who you want to upgrade uh, you also have to consider the strategy quite a bit because your teratots or your when your teratots grow up they're not going to be able to touch the strategy so you need to make sure you have at least a couple good fast flyers to be able to do that so i usually like to hire a mature and a young as a core just to actually get stuff done while i'm yeah kind of dirtling in the back
0: <laughs> now i know everybody's scared of the mature because they're such beat sticks i think the young nephilim are a pretty sick little model like if this model gets on something this model will tear a schemer apart right like if it gets mm-hmm. out on the flank and like just finds a little scheme runner i mean it has built-in positive it has onslaught and it has fly with me so it's fast and it's just a pretty solid little wrecking machine
2: yeah i i think every game that i've played with her they've been my all-stars
0: yeah they're pretty pretty freaking s- and the, the thing is like right so this this young nephilim kind of gets and this is where when I've played, obviously, I play more of uh, Barbaros, but I always hire a young and Barbaros crew and I usually send that off to, you know, maybe push, push the carve. Maybe I go mess with somebody else's scheme runner, like maybe a little necropunk or something that somebody brings. And, you know, you just beat the crap out of this model. And then when you finally kill it, if you have enough grow tokens, it's like, cool. Now this is a mature just flying around in your backfield, just causing chaos. Yep. <laughs> Like there's no, there's no downside to this young. It's like good when it's a young and then it goes into awesome mode. Once it's a mature.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
2: Um, for me, I like to hire a couple of tots to start for the same reason. I want my models to be able to interact with the strategies. And yeah. when you get a couple of tots, it kind of bumps up your numbers for bloody banner. It's, so it's the just, same
0: reason you would bring piglets for ulix, right? You just want some that are significant in matter. Plus they're adorable little models. They are. hmm I call them tater tots though, because that, that makes them even cuter.
1: Mm-hmm. About 70% of people call them that, I would say. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's what they should be called. Yeah. that's fine. So like if uh, you're not calling nightmare. tater tots, you're just wrong.
2: Nightmare sculpt of them actually being tater tots when? <laughs> Weird.
0: Yeah, so just quick side note here. What do you guys think of the nightmare boxes for this keyword?
1: I've never seen them in real life, but they are they are pretty gorgeous. I definitely would like mm-hmm. to get them someday just so my. Like, OG they're kind Nikina of this. Is what, like,
0: uh, underwater kind of <laughs> sea people kind of vibe. Yeah. I people. get a big, big gibbering hordes vibe from them.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, with the whole fish shark people. And also, like, I don't know if you ever played Warcraft 3, but they had, like, the, the Naga. Yep, race there. That's,
0: that's what that's what I was thinking when I saw. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like when you go underwater after you get past all the Murlocs, you have the Naga. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: yep. You know, people that didn't play the original Warcraft will never realize the sheer terror of walking into a Murloc village. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, how is this so terrifying? All they're doing is running
1: around.
0: <laughs> yeah, that gurgle haunts my nightmares. I know, right? You start getting those Vietnam flashbacks as an old gamer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you, James. I actually haven't seen them in person either, but the way I've seen some people paint them out, it's just, it is just It is beautiful, especially if they get kind of like a like a resin water kind of base theme to them. Yeah, yeah, just really gorgeous models. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was weird that the Nephilim went from flying to be under the, you know, underwater. I'm like, okay, I guess, uh, evolution. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's all about that blood
2: in the water shark vibe. Yeah, you there
0: know? you go. Makes sense. Yeah. So we got kind of the feel of this. We got some kind of things that you bring. I assume I always would hire a mature. Do You guys usually have at least one in there just to kind of get things rolling and going. Mm-hmm. Yep. and then you kind of like just one. then you just kind of grow into it more mm-hmm.
2: yeah i like to take one and slap an ancient pact on it because okay. it gets a little bit of card draw and
0: one to the initiative yeah. too right mm-hmm.
2: yeah and i'll slap the other pact onto nikima because unlike leader uh the classic Nakima, this one has so many impactful actions yeah that and impactful triggers that if you're going to spend a stone and you have to cheat like a five, it feels real bad to spend a stone and then black joker, your summit or something.
0: Yeah. If I was, so if I was a new player, I would totally just start off with the original nakima and just get used mm-hmm. to all the models, get used to killing stuff, you know, smack. Cause you're, you're going to use her sword. It's just what you're going to mm-hmm. do. Once you start get, I wouldn't say getting bored, but once you get used to it and you want a little bit more of like depth to the keyword, the title and then some of the models that we're starting to talk about, I think is a great way to freshen it up and be like, oh, man, look at all these little tricks you can now do and you can grow stuff easier. And it, it just it feels more like that grow mechanics actually kind of working. Mm-hmm. So I got to ask, because as a not very good or very frequent Neverborn player um, and obviously not. As many games with Nephilim, I got to ask you guys about these models that I never see. I got to ask you about the Corrupted Hound, and I got to ask you about the Lelu and the Lil Lily Two, whatever it is pronounced. Do you guys like those models? I've never actually seen them.
1: So I think Jim and I are are divided partially on this one. Corrupted Hounds, I think we'll definitely agree, are are not to be brought. You already yeah. have the Blood Hunter, who's a walking corpse marker. Uh, there's no reason to pay three stones, especially when you're printing them at 12 inch range now. Um,
2: yeah, and it's such a shame that when you when your summon doesn't summon a size one Nephilim, it summons a Terror Tot.
0: That would be Hounds cool because can't... if you if you could summon them, then mm-hmm. it's something, right? Yeah,
2: right. But they can't grow. Um, they're
0: three wounds. So
2: if you sneeze on them, they die. Yeah. Uh, they, they have hunting partner. So all one gun in your, I'm sorry, two guns, because technically hurl corpse from the chemo one <laughs> is a gun. I think <laughs> no, can ignore friendly fire from them.
0: Ooh, look at how you know,
2: they're, they're not in a great place right now.
0: Yeah. Low defense, low willpower, three hit boxes they have a 134 with crit strike which is something i guess but it's a range 0 they have annoying which annoying can be a useless tactical um ask any uh skeeter that has that ability <laughs> but mm-hmm. what what about these i mean the lelu and the Little whatever they're the same model <laughs> aren't they like the same rules essentially
1: they're similar but uh have pretty distinct oh, purposes. I yeah, know, they, so.
0: they are different. I, I do see that now. So so what do they do?
1: So Lowly Two, I think everyone can get on. So as far as talking about size two Nephilim, young are, are definitely the A option. They're good at
2: mm-hmm.
1: everything all the okay. time. But if you're like me and you don't like to be the go for the A pick. Uh, Lely 2 has a stat 7 lure. Mm-hmm. Which, stat seven <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Good Lord, which can enable a lot of kidnapping things. Yeah, so pulling it. things in and then black blooding all over them when they're nice and right next to your stuff that you're healing. that is gross. Uh, both of them also have a bonus to damage either themselves or a friend to draw cards which is the only way to draw cards in the in the crew. There's plenty of cycling, but there's no actual draw. Um,
0: Yeah, I I can see this being a good candidate to grow up in uh, certain situations, for sure.
1: Mm -hmm. But neither of them have flight.
0: Um, I mean, and I'm okay with that, though, James, because once again, you have models that have fly with me, so this is a good target to be like, cool, I need to reposition this or you can reposition it a ton and then lure somebody in to just you know, you know just smack the crap out of them
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah and you level could. two has a two-inch range which can be good for tying stuff up
0: well there's so many people that play really cagey you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I think that is a good like if you notice your opponent is being super conservative I think that is a great thing to be like I need to get you know this model out Let me lure him into, you know, this so I can just take care of what I need to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My, so
2: I'm not so high on the twins. I pretty much always, I I'm the basic. I take the pumpkin spice of size two Nephilim. You're you're the basic bitch (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, the thing is if she, if they weren't, if they didn't have a four defensive stat between them, like. If it was yeah. a if Lily Two was defense five, I could get behind it, but at defense four, your your crew's already really weak to guns. There's no real defenses there, and it's just so easy to remove them from the table. They don't have the speed to hide and then, you know, pop out, hit something, run away. Yeah. She walks out, she lures, and then she's right there to be attacked. That's that's my that's I've struggled with. So it could just be that I'm really bad with them and it doesn't fit my play style and fits James is better. Cause I agree. The card draw looks very appealing. And I am, I have been looking at them again since the release of Atherac, because I think Atherac solves my issues with those models. Definitely. He's the new henchman coming in madness of Malifaux.
0: Yeah. We'll talk about them definitely in a minute because mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm curious to hear about them. Cause like I said, I, I haven't seen Boo about them yet because I've been so Bayou centered that uh, I haven't cared. So those anglers are pretty <laughs> sexy. Um, So James, do you use Lelu at all, or is it mainly just the lure, uh, lure Chica?
1: So Lily too, I'll, I'll usually bring in. She'll usually be the first size two I bring mm-hmm. because the range 12 lure is good. Most of the game. Oh, yeah, Lelu I like to bring in Laylus, but I know that i'm playing the game in hard mode when i do so uh for some for a couple reasons this
0: is this is james being like okay i'm playing a newer guy let me bust out a leilu let me just have some fun with it
1: yeah uh they have some interesting things but they have pretty big uh, downsides compared to the young whereas lily 2 i think has a pretty distinct thing she does sure uh leilu's they have a stat six melee that does less damage than the young and it's not a positive um, they don't have onslaught they have built-in infect oh boy which is yeah. very math
0: really random for this keyword <laughs>
1: <laughs> they do have drink blood on a ram which can be nice but it's a two three four attack that's really all it is um the interesting hmm. thing about them, I think, is masochistic thoughts, yeah. which is an ability that stays up even if they turn into a mature that turn. Um so it's a tactical, so it takes an action, but anytime a friendly Nephilim within six ends its activation, they can take a damage to Black Blood.
0: So it kind of gives you no, another opportunity to you know pulse out some damage.
1: Yeah. Uh, so especially if you're going for a hard kidnap Type strategy. This can enable all of your Tots to go from just doing two guaranteed damage to three guaranteed damage. Uh, yeah. The more models you throw, the more it does. So, can be yeah, good. I, I will. I
0: will also notice that on its bonus action, it does have good for a laugh, which mm-hmm. good for a laugh is one of my favorite triggers. Just because I just love drawing two cards, discard one. It just always feels good.
1: Yeah. You're usually hurting somebody when you're doing that.
0: And for a six, it's never terrible.
1: Yeah. And uh, you can actually fail it thanks to cruel teachings. Even if you get a one, you can still black (laughs) blood. So, yeah, I've done that a few times.
0: So we're hearing a lot of just like random abilities and actions and, you Mm -hmm. know, that allow you just to splash some damage here and there. So I think if you're going to play Nephilim, that's something you really want to, you know, leverage for your benefit. And that's going to kind of make you a next level Nephilim player when you can really stack that and really. I'm telling you, if you've never played against ne- Nephilim, nothing feels worse than just watching your health just slowly drain, and then somebody shot you know one shots you and then it's like oh cool there goes half my you know half my crew that's cool.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep.
0: All right, so let's talk about these new models. I have. No information going into these new models. So you said there's a new henchman. So what's this new henchman all about?
1: So this is kind of the secret sauce.
0: Uh, Ooh, well, maybe not so secret, but really good. <laughs> what he's bringing to the crew
2: is, first off, he's part re- returned. So he's in Castor's crew as well. Okay. And he has some healing stuff, which is related to that. He has this ability on the front of his card, which is called Itakithae. I think I'm saying that right. It's, you know, uh, like when that. a friendly model with an aura four heals in excess of its maximum health, it gain it may gain shielded one. <laughs> your entire crew has regeneration. A lot of your big stuff has regen too.
0: I, I like, though, Jim, that that says may because... <laughs> if you didn't have that i could see the shielding getting in way of the black blood sometimes but since you have that may ability i I like that you know that's in there
2: yep so you have the option if you if you suspect someone's coming in and they're going to hit you hard you can get some shielded out because that's not once per activation or once it's like cruel teachings anyone gets it so if Nakima uses her bonus, at her tactical to pulse heal 2. It's also pulse heal 2 plus get shielded 1. Yeah, that's good. And on the back of his card, he's bringing his bonus action, which is called Ward Stones. And Ward Stone solves like 90% of the keyword's problems. Okay. Um, it Range 8, it needs a 5 to go off, stat 5, target 10. You drop these two Wardstone markers, they're just 30 mil... Markers is no terrain traits for them. Okay, they have to be within three of each other. So you get a maximum like a five-inch kind of line. Enemy model, enemy non melee actions cannot draw a line of sight through the wardstone markers or the area between them.
0: So if I draw, if I have a a line in front of my crew, they would have to move to the side of it in order to draw Mm -hmm. a line of sight. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yes. They just, you just create a zone of, you can't shoot me. You can't see me. And for early game, this, now, now this turns off that, all the blasts.
0: Can you say that again? So you said non melee actions or attack actions,
2: non melee actions.
0: Woo. balls!
2: <laughs> yeah. And so when, once you get into the mid game, you can do things like, oh, you have Jedza, you're going to do heals to your friends. Boom. No, you're not. You can't see your friends anymore. Um, the It has a ram trigger carved in bone, which drops a corpse marker into base contact with one of the ward stones. So he has another way to give corpses out. Yeah, beautiful. But for me, it's all about this this barrier you're putting up. Because on a, a typical Malifaux board, a five-inch line between two pieces of terrain oh yeah should be enough to completely block enemy attack actions off at least on turn one.
0: Oh yeah there's plenty of times even playing like zip where i can put three piano markers down and it blocks off like a whole avenue that i can then you know flank to so yeah having a, a roughly a five inch kind of like you can't see me zone is huge now can you can you move through this it, does it only prevent line of sight i can still move through it and
2: enemies can move through it you can charge through it and hit the nephilim in the face and take black blood if you want
1: okay. but, yeah
2: <laughs> um he does have two attack actions and you know they're not i don't think they're the real draw for him because they're they're all like okay um we'll go over them real quick just for folks who are listening who might not be aware of his card yet sure. um, he's got a combat staff which is the same as hey redden He's only stat 5, but he's got a delay trigger, so he can slow the target. And he has a mask trigger, which is called Drawn Towards, which is you push the target towards a ward marker, up to 4 towards the ward marker. So it's another way to push someone away from a strategy marker. And if the model ends in base contact with that ward stone marker, Atherac can have that model suffer a damage or heal a damage. Yeah. So where where that's coming in is you punch your own Nephilim. You just bled on somebody to do a Black Blood ping that they can't resist, so they die. Hmm. You push your Nephilim into position to score on the other strategy marker and heal them one, so now they've taken one damage for getting into... So a lot of what-ifs there, sure. but it's more crew movement, it's more heals, it's more Black Blood pins. Hmm. And he's got Ancient Words, which is the same thing that Hannah has. Um, he's got a, to- a weird Tome Trigger. It's another a Reward the Loyal, another friendly model with an R of 4 that shares a keyword, so Returned or Nephilim. May heal 1 and draw a card. So it's giving you more card draw. But you need at least one other model near him. And... So, I guess there's an argument turn one to drop like a Wardstone and then throw two low tomes to shoot two people and draw two cards and make it like a weird card cycle. But I haven't put him on the table yet because, yeah. you know, we don't. But I really like the Wardstone part of his card.
0: Yeah, I think, and this kind of goes with the, uh, when we were talking about the Lily 2, right? Where, you know, from the sounds of it, that doesn't sound like a henchman that you would bring every game. But if you notice there's a lot of, you know, either range attacks or, you know, maybe some just far range stuff, that's just a great tech selection to have in your keyword. Mm-hmm. Um, James, what was the other model that got, because uh, you said there was
1: one more, right? Yeah, a very important boy. The oh, best yeah, what's boy. that? Um, the Cavern Nephilim. So for many years, the Neverborn have prayed for another size 3 Nephilim. We we finally are getting one. Uh, He's a minion, so he can hold Ancient Pact or Inhuman Reflexes pretty well. Move 6, not flight, Mm -hmm. but essentially flight. Um, And the melee of my dreams, really... Which is uh, two, four, six damage and pushes you two inches, and it has built-in uh, pick the bones. So if you kill somebody, you get to interact after you kill them.
0: So is this as beat sticky as the uh, as the mature or equivalent? Different.
1: I would say different. With a focus, they can kill about as hard, but they have stealth instead of inhuman physiology or whichever one. You can't cheat in melee so Sounds good <laughs> they're better against guns um they have regen too just like matures have uh, and they have a range attack echolocation that seems pretty bonkers but i've never seen it in action it's another it's
0: yeah it's <laughs> like it's crazy it's okay
1: so like the gigants how they can ignore everything like line of sight uh, and so all this that
0: ignores way. like line of sight and stuff too
1: yep they are blind, so they're shooting. They can shoot through walls. They don't need line of sight or anything. They can just shoot you at eight inches. I think it's a one, two, three, but it's blast, mm-hmm. blast, 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 something like that. Um, yeah, terrible. it's
2: one blast, two blast, blast, three blast, blast.
1: Yeah, and it has a trigger to give out distracted. Uh, I think you can drop a scheme marker one of the mm-hmm. triggers and then if you don't drop a ski marker you can teleport next to the model that you targeted
2: <laughs> yeah so and well not not to be uh too specific here it's a model damaged by the action so you can scream at someone eight inches away drop two blast markers hit something two blast markers away from it and then teleport which is is roughly about
0: four it's roughly about four inches (laughs) yeah so So, i mean that could be like eight plus a base mm -hmm. plus four inches that model's damaged and then do you teleport base to base with the model that's damaged yeah yeah that allows for some wonky movement there jim i think that's that's not a (laughs) mundane detail (laughs) (laughs) and
2: uh, it, it targets move by the way so Oh. There's no defensive trigger in the game that a resistance trigger in the game that is against move. Hate you guys
0: so much. <laughs> I was okay with, I was, you know, the little, like you can't see me wall is kind of like, I mean, sure they could use that, but that, yeah, that's no good. That's that allows for some really janky movement stuff that is hard to account for. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. that to me, this model seems, and once again, it kind of goes to more of, like, if you play against that conservative player, this to me seems like a like a line of play where they're really trying to hide an important piece from Nakeemis' crew, and this allows you to be like, cool, I'm going to move up, I'm going to shoot eight inches at this, it's going to blast, now I'm going to teleport to that model, and then I'm going to kill that model. It's like, cool story, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah.
2: If it helps, they they have two bonuses, but they don't have fly with me. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> What's their movement six? I think so. So they're non-flying move six models?
1: Yes. But they ignore everything when they move.
0: I'm trying to think. So, unfortunately because I mean, there are some triggers, I guess, to give you a little moves here and there. But it seems like a lot of this, you're going to have to use actions to walk places if you can't get to like your gun range which eight inches isn't super deep you know range threat so i imagine turn one and turn two you're going to be doing a bit of walking with this model usually
1: yes and no so they all have faith in the flesh so whenever uh atheric or cavern overheal they get to move two is that right
0: okay that that helps out that reminds me of, uh, what Lucius's little entourage ability. Almost like, it's like, cool. We did something. Everybody walk.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's not, gang. that's not capped at once per turn or once per activation. So, um, now it, it, uh, I had to pull up the time, the heal timing chart to make sense of this because the, the, all the healing stuff from the returned keyword is a little wonky.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. Uh, Healing in excess of your maximum health requires you to heal something. You can't be at max wounds and then heal, and then proc your overheal. At least as far as I can read it, uh, if folks listen to this and tell me I'm wrong, please let me know so I do this right. So you can, you know, ping them with Nakima Broodmother, and then do your pulse heal, hit the mask trigger to move them three inches because they were moved and then two more inches with faith in the flesh to get them five inches up the board
0: i'd have to look that up because i thought the overheal even counts if you were at full so i'm yeah, not that's, sh- sure on that
2: i'm uncertain too it's, that sounds like it's you're playing
0: cool. like a gentleman and being fair to your opponent <laughs> which i appreciate which, which, honestly, is the way I always play. I go, you know, when I play something and it seems powerful, where it's like, oh, I think this is overhealing and I have no wounds on me. I would kind of do what you you did, Jim, where it's like, you know, it might work like this, which would be really good for me, but I'm going to take the lesser version and just play it that way till I know for, for sure. <laughs> That's because Jim's a gentleman. Gentleman Jim. That's what they call him. we okay. mm-hmm. try. sometimes. <laughs> um.
2: The only other thing that I think is really cool on these guys' cards is they have Forage. So oh, really? They, Yeah, so they can eat a scheme marker to draw cards. So there's, they're bringing you more card draw and anti-scheme, which is nice to have. Let
0: me tell you guys how much the little lass for Mawtucket pisses people <laughs> off with Forage. This little totem that usually doesn't do much is just kind of walking around behind the crew because everything usually takes off. And then people are like, cool, I'm going to score for Sabotage. And then the little lass just walks up, forages it, draw me a card, go go get wrecked. Get wrecked, nerd. Forage is really surprising when you do it the first time to your opponent. And it's good.
1: Yeah, Neverborn okay, only well, has a couple of ways to remove the schemes with bonuses. and Yeah, never, and that's really perfect, clutch. right?
0: We have all these. So we have those new models that are going to help Nikema out. So, man, that is that is some good tech pieces. Because I was going to say, going into the last part of this, Nikema and the Nephilim traditionally hate range. They hate guns. Mm-hmm. This seems to help them out quite a bit, honestly, like with what you guys were telling me there.
1: Yeah. As a person who's played Nikema 2 and 2 Sonya a lot.
0: Um, Sonya 1 or 2. I think both. Um, Yikes. That's rough.
1: Yeah. I was actually more impressed than, by the Wardstones than I thought. Like They were better than I expected them to be. And I had high expectations.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was expecting like an 8, and man, it was really an 11 there. <laughs> if terrain
1: works with you, you can completely shut down range threats, specifically like big masters who don't aren't great at like walking fast and stuff like that, uh, you can totally shut off the range. like, And the difference between Sonya shooting you one time and two times is the difference oh. between winning and losing. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, because you have so many heals to get back from taking hits, but if you take multiple and multiple blasts, then you'll start losing Matt models very quick so
0: yeah because as as a bayou player if i if i can guess correctly that the nephilim are going to be the drop um i always bring ophelia i i feel like ophelia has a really good matchup into them um just because of the shielding and you know they're a little tankier than normal gremlins and then they have guns so um yeah this is presenting problems for uh for my matchups gentlemen i don't like it (laughs) Not one bit. <laughs> yeah. Man, why are they giving Neverborn stuff? That doesn't seem right.
1: Well, we, well, we need to be help fair, in some
2: aspects. To be fair, <laughs> this keyword is crossed with Resurrectionists.
1: Boo. Yeah, and they get Boo. the better end of the stick with GST, unfortunately. But what can you do? So,
0: yeah, and I know we're talking about uh, Nakima, but so she is now kind of sharing with castor correct like the models are kind of inter- interchangeable so does castor do something different where it's like maybe i won't drop Broodmother mother or nakima because castor's more flexible or more interesting i don't know what you guys if you guys have thought about that yet
1: there, That's a good question yeah, castor has some interesting things now i haven't actually played him yet because All my Rezzer friends are playing him and I'm a snowflake and I just can't bear You
0: you are James. (laughs) You like playing the uh you like going on off your own path there. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um
0: I
2: think James, you played me when I tried Castor the first time. mm -hmm. You were running Euripides. Yeah. I think Castor Fervent, which is hungry hungry castor, not not swole castor. Um With his range 7 stun and stagger attack, I think that is probably the one that is more different from what either Nakima brings. Because I think the the beat stick cast for is just very similar to classic Nakima.
0: But Mm -hmm. does does that version do it as good as Nakima? Because the original Nakima does it real good
1: he does it a bit different so he has his kidnap ability is pretty crazy uh because he pushes and then places the target next to him so he can he can do a lot um and the first time he if he charges he can double he get just gets a double blast on his melee so that is also pretty crazy but he's only three four five instead of three five six so
0: can, can I ask you guys about kidnapping real quick? Because I, d- I don't want the FBI, you know, come to my house for this, but, um, and I don't have, you know, a van in my yard or anything, but, uh, I think the game needs to be more careful about kidnapping, uh, models. It, it, this game is very set up on, I'm going to manipulate my crew to kind of be in this position And anytime you have something that can drastically move models and reposition them, I think that's a problem. I think lures are okay because lures have to be kind of in a direct line, right? You have to move a certain way. Some of these new kidnaps, like I think one of the Damien's has a very similar kidnap that like ignores models, ignores terrain, which is a problem. Um, And then you can't do stuff when you're so close to him. And then now this, it's like anytime you have such a strong kidnap where it drastically places your model into new a new position, like even Titania with her, what is it, Into the Thorns trigger is pretty gross sometimes if you have it set up. It's just, man, I, I don't know what you guys think about that, but I think Weird needs to be more careful about that because that's where you get some of those negative play experiences, especially. When
2: when 3 e launched... It's just like you said with Titania, if you have it set up. A lot yeah. of the kidnap... Of, um, a lot of the isolate a model, pull it out of position to make it easier to kill effects were either suited triggers on actions that were on models that couldn't stone for them, like Hole in the World on Serena. Um, yeah. Like the Dead Rider, who could get it, but you're spending fate tokens to do it. Yep. And... And Lure, which accounts for terrain. So you always had these things that accounted for it. And I think that, yes, we've gotten to a point where it's almost like the new Alpha. Alpha Strikes used to be a classic Nakima, Load someone with Focused, send them in bottom of turn one, and now you're trading. You're saying, here's my master. Can I take out some of your pieces? And then Burns came out. And with Burns, we got here. I'm going to trade your model for a few cards in my hand, and not risk my yeah. my piece. And I agree that when you start doing that, you're you're that that really gets. It's very easy to get to that broken part, where it's like, well, geez, I just can't. I mean, look at what they did to 33. Yeah. Right? Um if you if folks haven't heard uh folks have been getting their boxes from the black friday sale and 33 has a new backup card
1: yeah
0: uh, completely and, yeah and i think that's 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 better for the game honestly because i've played a lot of games that do have strong kidnap strategies and it makes the game pretty predictable like if you can pull that off and take important pieces away and then leverage that into the most efficient way of taking care of that model and you know winning the game it's really strong so I think we're just needs to be more careful about how drastically something places and I get it and I understand some people like that play style just like some people like this really drastic alpha strike style so I mean I can get how it's attractive but um they just need to be careful of how powerful that is honestly
1: mm-hmm.
0: so what about you james you seen that a little too much and i don't know if you got your butt hurt by it any or not
1: <laughs> i guess it hasn't happened a ton to me um maybe i just it, it, play with a lot it of was so people, bad with but...
0: 33 that i i haven't played terra 2 with 33 mm-hmm. just because i'm like this is just dirty <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure terror people. A lot of terror people felt that way too. So I think it's it's better overall. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I think it would be very. I wouldn't say easy because she's a complex keyword, but I think it it would be very easy to figure out how to play that keyword well, and then leverage those feel bad situations to to make your opponents quit the game. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're already burying models, which is already a terrible feeling. Okay, so looking at the, going back to Nakima and her title, so you guys already said that you feel like Cursed is probably Nakima 1's bag, so does that mean that if you're playing the other strategies, you feel like um, Nakima Broodmother is probably the better way to go?
1: Probably, yeah. I would say Guard maybe is her weakest because she's summoning in bodies, but Hmm. if she can kill enough stuff, then sometimes that doesn't matter too much. But Carve definitely is really good because you have a lot of fly with me, so you can double interact. Uh, and Covert, you just need somebody to be somewhere. So also doable, and you have good movement stuff to offensively and defensively score that. So
2: I, I would say that if, if you're doing percentages, I'd probably do a 80-20 split. 80% Broodmother, 20% leader, uh, original Nikima just because she does so much more for her keyword. Yeah. And when you're doing that, you get a lot more interesting things going on and you have a lot of the tools needed in those other three strats. So,
0: yeah, you have some movement, you got some healing, you got some obviously card cycling. Um, yeah, I can definitely see that for sure. Uh, it's yeah. it's too bad, <laughs> too bad she can't bring Barbaros and her crew because I love Barbaros. Yeah, there's a, the cool
2: <laughs> yeah. Is is there there's a a re- reason. Yeah. Is there a is there a fluff but...
0: reason that they don't like mm-hmm.
2: each other? Yeah. So back in the day, um, I know you you didn't do much in second edition, right, Pete?
0: Yeah, I didn't know.
2: You came into third. So it used to be that Lilith was the master for Nephilim, mm-hmm. uh, was Nikina's sister. Barbaros was loyal to Lilith and then when Lilith got thrown into uh, the pit where she is now Barbaros blamed, I I don't know if he blamed Nakima or he was just like Nikima, you are not the queen of the Nephilim and Nikima said well I am so you can pound sand so he (laughs) went to uh, Outcast Town and is hanging out there
0: He pseudo got banished from Nephilim Mm -hmm. and (laughs) then
2: Castor came back and Castor was like promoting Lilith back in the day. So hmm. I'm, I'm expecting there to be some, it's sort of like if your grandpa w- wakes, up, wakes up and is like, wait a minute, where's your more successful older sibling?
0: Yeah. So you you could see probably uh bar Rose hopping on that train and, you know, maybe some, uh, some Nephilim civil war action going on. That's interesting. I knew there was some, uh, some bad blood there because, uh, yeah, it, it specifically says that he can't be hired with uh, Nikema. So
1: some black blood, and vice
0: versa. Yeah. yeah, some bad black blood for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. And and that's why he got that change because now Castor in Neverborn can hire Nikima, but he cannot hire Barbaros and Nikema in the same crew.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah, and that uh, that new Barbaros is pretty chef's kiss. That uh, the changes they made to him. I'm i'm super happy about
1: mm-hmm. i wouldn't know because i haven't seen him for an edition now you haven't, haven't even played played looked him.
0: at him oh he's
2: he, he's really solid he's got you know built-in shove aside and you know i know we're talking to Kima, but for those of you who, like, hey, he's like he, you said you've been playing as Barbaros led in outcasts yep folks really should give that a try it's he's, good yeah
0: it's like, take everything we've been saying for Nikima and take her out of it, and then just put that into Barbaros with outcast upgrades. Um, it's, it's pretty saucy. It's pretty good. Because you can still bring everything. You can bring everything that's Nephilim except for Nikima.
2: And, and uh, spicy take, hire Yannick and the Noxious Nephilim into a crew.
0: Yes! And now
2: you can uh, drop a scheme marker, punch the Noxious Nephilim, have someone draw a card by removing the marker to draw a card
0: it's good it's super good um I ran yeah I ran that with uh I'm gonna pull it up real quick because just just saucy just anybody who's an outcast player that also loves Nephilim like so not only that you also get the hodgepodge effigy so you slap the upgrade on that because why not have the emissary just show up turn three um Mm -hmm fyi one of the best emissaries in the game and Mm -hmm. you just bring two mature just throw soldier for hire on them you have the noxious you have Yannick and then I usually throw a, a tater tot in there just to grow up and you know just go do stuff later um because you know the noxious nephilim can go ahead and you know puke out corpses or whatever so it's a super fun list and now you have more toys to mix in there um I I think it'll be an interesting time to play Barbaros if you ask me
1: definitely I mean I've messed with the Hinamatsu led list so I'm not I'm not above a henchman led uh 50 stone list
0: (laughs) I mean honestly I I would say the only thing that makes Barbaros feel like a henchman is his hitboxes because he only has nine which I I say only but it's a henchman but I would just say yeah like if he had let's say three more hitboxes there are certain situations I would be more aggressive in, but because he's only nine with armor one, which is good and defense six, it's just one of those things where I'm just, you gotta be a little like you, a lot of times you want to throw him in there, but then you realize like, Oh, this is probably a bad idea. So yeah. he's usually going in there, to clean stuff up or to um, take a uh, heat off of a mature for a turn. Yeah. Cause he does have caught in the ring, which is super good.
2: It's really good.
0: If only he was reach two, it would be even better. That, mm, that that's no. <laughs> reach, that's... reach two, reach two, caught in the ring is bad, and we can see that because uh, did mikhail have that or something yep. similar? And it was that gross. was Mikhail. It was super yeah. gross. All right, so that's... wrapping this thing up, guys. We'll start. We'll start with James. James, I just want your quick like. Why do you love never never Like choosing Nephilim. When do you like choosing Nephilim? Give us your quick elevator pitch on why a Neverborn player would want to look at this keyword.
1: So I've talked a little bit about how I'm not sure that Neverborn has an S-tier master or crew right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not 100% proven or anything, but I think that Birdmother now with Atherak and the Cavern Nephilim might have the potential to become S-tier.
0: Kind of push um, it up there.
1: Yeah, they... Broodmother gives you a ton of options, so she can play in almost any situation um, and she can grind almost anything down. It doesn't really matter your abilities unless you have evasive, I guess, but that's not very common. Um, And she's fast, so I would say if you have a lot of time to put into a crew, this this is a keyword that will pay you back heavily but uh you'll you'll lose a lot starting out because uh everything's
0: <laughs> well mm-hmm. the th- and I think the cool thing is though that I think with broodmother you probably will lose a little bit initially just because you're getting used to everything and the auras and the pulses and all this stuff I I think if you go with Nakima one I think you'll probably win maybe 50 50 out of your play just because she's so she can she can just strong arm a victory for you when you need it sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. um especially if you just flip pot man sometimes if you're flipping hot with her she can just your the, your opponent just is dead yeah <laughs> and then you can just score
1: points when they're dead yeah she wins on the second turn not the fifth turn
0: <laughs> she is one of those masters where it's like Nikima one is going to win the game early she's going to do a lot of heavy hitting gonna kill a lot of stuff or they're gonna die and then the game's over yep. usually quick games when nakima won
1: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
0: what about you jim what's your kind of pitch for the old uh, nephilim neverborn yeah if you want a crew that's going to teach you the fundamentals of malifo
2: board position how to manage your hand and when and where to commit to a fight this crew's going to do that because you're going to learn you're going to pay for your lessons <laughs> but they're going to be very helpful because of how unforgiving the crew can be. And as you said, at the start of the episode, it has a pretty, pretty easy to access floor, but a really high ceiling. So you can grow with the keyword.
0: Yeah. And I think um, trying to think how many boxes this keyword generally has. It's actually not too bad of a buy-in. I don't think. It's no not too crazy. You,
2: it's yeah the core box has two young and two mature the tot's box i think comes with the other two young and then the only one you really need is
0: the title My box, box is, obviously does hay does Haywarden come in the core box
2: no he's with the Black Blood shaman as uh. a so i would say those are the four you really need And then this new stuff
0: that comes out, obviously, too. And the title box.
2: Right. So core, title, tots, and hey, red and black blood shaman box.
0: That's not too bad. That'll that'll get you going. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And most of the Nephilim has been around since, like, first edition. So if you are super broke, you can go buy some metal tots if you want. (laughs) Not pretty, but they exist.
2: And just saying if you have a local game store that has Reaper minis, you know, there's like less than a dollar, little white plastic figures. Demon bat people are pretty easy to access. If you need a, a proxy in the meantime, there you go.
1: Yeah. And I didn't ask this.
0: Yeah. And I didn't ask this question, but is there anything you guys ever bring out of keyword for Nephilim or is it pretty much in house?
1: no you want the black blood all the time all day and uh if you bring somebody else
0: (laughs) yeah that would be the problem wouldn't it Mm -hmm.
1: it can be very problematic
0: i'm a a the keyword
2: only player so i gotta i gotta stick all in nephilim
0: yeah i mean i could totally see um if you did if you were a person that hired stuff out of keyword for whatever reason maybe you teched out or something Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could totally see your, your black blood killing that model if it got in a bad position. And honestly, playing Yannick with uh, with Barbaros, I had to be very careful with that because there was a couple of situations where I'm like, oh <laughs> crap, I just I did fly with me and now she's right next to my mature. <laughs> <laughs> and then my opponent started shooting the mature and I'm like, no, stop. Yeah. It's uh, not to go too long,
2: but it's part of why Mr. Graves has such a bad rap in Honey Pot. Because right. he's a never he's a Nephilim who works for for Lynch, which is why he has black blood.
1: Oh, I didn't know. But that. because
2: he has black blood and no one else in the keyword does, and he's a bodyguard, he's in the middle of their crew, and then you just shoot graves and he bleeds on his friends. Yeah, and, and he a has guy. a pretty
0: low defense too. I think right. That's too bad. I like that. Oh yeah, I guess that alt model he is like a big Nephilim, isn't he? Okay. Yeah, that makes I think he sense. was in
1: Neverborn, or you could bring him in Neverborn in second.
0: Yeah, Lynch. I think Lynch used to be something i don't know
1: yeah you something evil to...
0: monsters yeah oh man so before we get out of here though i do want to thank you guys for coming on i know both you have uh different things that you guys do in the in the malifaux community so I'm, i'll let you give a quick plug so james you want to you want to share what you got kind of what you're doing um with uh with the listeners
1: yeah um I do the Breach Print podcast with a couple of my buddies. We talk about playing Malfo in the Midwest, kind of all over the place. Releases have been a bit sporadic with the holidays, but uh, yeah.
0: Did, did you guys give uh, Zach crap for not representing appropriately in the uh, Houston tournament because he got the – got. Uh, I don't know some kind of illness or disease. <laughs> yeah, it was day it was day one, and his voice was already all cracked up. And I'm just like, "Oh man, you sound terrible."
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate because uh, he he could have taken you know top top three definitely in the tournament. He's a very strong player, but sometimes yeah. the reser diseases get you instead of the enemies.
0: It's true, you know. Sometimes you know when you play around in the filth, you're gonna get sick. Yeah. right jim what about you What you want to share
2: uh just um if folks want to listen to uh, us over on the other coast we've got that's a podcast that i'm on sometimes with jeff and colgan providing that west coast perspective um keep an eye out we've got our third festivus episode coming out here shortly i guarantee you it's going to be a spicy meatball
0: (laughs) yeah i usually do a festivus episode i think i'm killing that this year though i mean it usually doesn't get as many uh listens to as I think it would and um mm. even though it'd be funny this year because Chris is kind of uh on break of Malifo and you know mm. he could share his butthurt takes on it, but um <laughs> yeah, I think think just for my self-preservation, we might not do the uh airing of grievances this year like we usually do.
2: That's that's fair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I, I was going to say that's good because I know it's been a minute since, uh, since they put out an episode. I usually try to listen to it when it comes out, but I,
1: mm-hmm.
0: alas, I have not seen it in my pod, podcast feed. It's on the way. On the way. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming on again. It was great to talk about a Neverborn Master. You know, those uh, my pitch for, for Nakima would just be like I said, it's easy to kind of get into, easy to have fun with lots of cool things going on. And then now with the title, especially and this cast or crap coming out, there's kind of a lot to grow into and kind of add into your crew. So it makes it's a lot more interesting and a little more diverse now. And mm-hmm. I would also just add that the models are pretty sick. I think if you're a painter and a hobbyist, I think, and we're not even talking about the nightmare, we're just talking about the uh, just the mm-hmm. regular models. I think there's a lot of cool, especially if you're good at things like airbrushing and blending, Um, a lot of beautiful things you can do with this crew and and their models so um, definitely a crew i recommend for people that just love monsters love just kind of cool you know bat like demonic looking models this is probably a good crew for you Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: so i think with that being said we're going to go ahead and get on up out of here so make sure that you guys are flipping cards and flipping tables and we will see you all next time